Welcome to Relationship and Situationships with Wendy and Michelle, where we discuss the ins and outs, ups and downs of every situationship and all that relationship. So buckle up, buttercups, because here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we have a special guest here with us today. We have Leslie. Who the fuck is Leslie? Okay, so let us explain a little backstory here. You'll hear us call her Leslie, and you'll probably hear us call her Max. Max is her nickname. Leslie is her actual given name. You will only hear me call her Max. Uh, The reason she asked who the fuck was Leslie is because when I was getting married, Leslie was part of my wedding party and so was of course my sister well i made nice little folders for everybody and we were getting together some to meet and my sister sat down next to the folder sat down at her folder but next to her folder was leslie's folder mind you she's sitting right next to me at this point too and i'm looking at the names on the list and i said who the fuck is leslie and i said it really angrily i don't know why i was so angry about the name leslie but i said who the fuck is leslie and max as i know her Lifts her hand up, uh, me. (laughs) And now that's our running joke. Who the fuck is Leslie? Yeah, so you'll probably hear us bounce back and forth between the two. But welcome, Max, Leslie. (laughs) Welcome, ladies. How are you doing? Good, good. Yeah. Want to give us a little backstory? You're willing to share your age? If you don't want to, we'll just say she's the mysterious. No, I'm not willing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm single. I was divorced, and I am going to be 57. And I have one child who's going to be 30. Oh, ow, that just hurt me. I know, right? <laughs> when I met her, She's Danielle was in school. <laughs> yes. So that's about it. I have a small family, and we'll hear more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> now, at what age did you get married? I was 30-ish. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> That's how wonderful it was. <laughs> yes. Such a good marriage. He was such a wonderful person, isn't he? But, and so how long were you married before you got divorced? I was married in 97 and got divorced in 2002. Okay. And Danielle was, we figured out she was eight she years was eight. old. Yes. Now, did you decide when you got divorced that you just didn't want to date right then and there? Or was it just something that subconsciously happened because you were so busy taking care of Danielle? I was very involved with my daughter, so dating was not an option. She was my priority, and that was my whole goal. So you didn't date at all when she got divorced? Nope, because I was very involved in school. I went to all her activities, took her to all her practices. Everything that had to do with Danielle, I was in charge. And you worked full-time. And I worked full-time, yes. Okay, and then now Danielle got married how many years ago now? Is it two years? Uh, Last year. Was it just last year? Mm-hmm. Now, see, I'm aging her. I'm trying to make her older. <laughs> so she, I mean, you guys are so close. Yes. You do so much together. Danielle's an amazing person. She raised an amazing daughter. Thank you. So kudos to, to Max on that one because Danielle is an amazing, amazing woman. Yes, she is. And she's got a great husband. She's doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that I contribute a lot of that to Max because uh, I know the story that uh, her dad wasn't a really productive member of her life, unfortunately. Um, but so now she's married. Yes. Are you ready to get back out on the dating scene? Is this something you're interested in? Not at this time, only because after my daughter left the house, I moved in with my mother to take care of her. So it's not a good option at this time. 
because taking care of uh, your mother is kind of like taking care of your kid. And for a yeah. lot of people out there, unfortunately, this is the, the world we're facing. Um, as we're all Gen Xers, the baby boomers are getting older. So now we're having to take care of our, our parents. And even younger people are experiencing that on some ends. I have a couple people I work with who are younger who are dealing with having to deal with situations where their parents are ill, they're fighting cancer or whatever, and they're having to take care of them. So now is it just because of the time you have to take care of your mom or explain like why you don't feel you can get out there and date? Um, my mom is mentally ill, so basically staying in the house is what she likes me to do to be by her. We watch TV together, we eat together, everything she likes to be together. She doesn't like to be alone. She knows I work, so I do have to keep her busy during the day while I'm gone. But as soon as I get home, I'm right on the couch next to her watching TV or in the kitchen eating, eating dinner or lunch or breakfast, whatever time it is at the day that we're together. But she pretty much is like a kid who I have to take care of. So there's really no option to leave for long periods of time to go on a date or be chatting on the phone all afternoon or evening, you know, with somebody you're interested in. And just mentally and physically, it's just not possible. So hearing hearing that, like how much it's draining you, even when the opportunity does eventually come up to date, are you going to want to or are you just going to want to take time to be like, oh, this is my time. This is just for me now like I can refill my cup and do what I want or are you gonna are you looking forward to actually dating again I'm not really sure because of the situation going from taking care of your kid which is a whole different situation Mm -hmm. to taking care of your mother that's like taking care of a kid I have to make sure she eats I have to make sure she has what she needs I have to make sure she's comfortable or did you sleep good or everything it's almost like taking care of another child but she's your parent so basically our roles have switched so now I'm the parent, and she's the kid. And sometimes she doesn't want to listen because she's stubborn. So and she's the mom. So and why she's the mom, but right now family. I'm the mom of my mom kid. So <laughs> it's just difficult. So I don't know when she passes what I'm really going to do. I kind of have a feeling that I'm just going to go crazy for a little bit, like being divorced, just do stupid stuff right? just to get it out of my system because yeah. I haven't been able to really do it my whole life because I went from taking care of my daughter, getting everything ready for her wedding, and then – now consistently taking care of my mom. And even before you got married, before you had a child, you were still taking care of people. You have always been taking care of everyone else. So you've never really had the opportunity to just be you and go crazy. Just leave and go somewhere. Yeah. Never. Because even as a teenager, you were still taking care of your mom. Yes. Um, Because Max has shared some stories with us over the years. Um, I don't know if we want to share any of those, but, you know, her mom had some issues that, Max had to be there to basically take care of her then. And she has two younger brothers that she was, you know, kind of responsible for as a teenager, even though one would consistently fight you on that. Yeah. So, I mean. That is true. But, yeah, my mom worked three jobs, so she was never home. She was an alcoholic, so she would be stuck at the bar, so I'd have to go get her from the bar, bring her home, sometimes have to clean her up because, you know, she got sick or something happened, so I'd have to make sure she uh, was taken care of. And in Wisconsin, we were very poor. We lived in a duplex, which is two like apartments on top of each other. We lived on the top. Somebody else lived in the bottom, and we shared the basement. So a little part of it was ours with the washer and dryer or whatever. But having a mom that worked so much and drank so much, she never really was home. So I would have to try to make sure everything was taken care of, or she would send us to a sitter. We went to a sitter until we were like in sixth grade. 
because she could trust me with my brothers because my one brother didn't like me. He was the middle child, typical middle child syndrome. And it was just me trying to do everything I need to do. And then when I would have to take care of my mom, then it was like I couldn't do anything else because I had to make sure she got home safe or I had to make sure she right. was cleaned up or make sure you know she wasn't too drunk to you know do the stupid stuff she would do. And it was just hard. And then, you know, my brother kept going after me and attacking me and doing other things, or eventually I just had to leave. And that's how you ended up here, right? My dad came and got me. Because my mom said, you take your son or your daughter. And he's like, I'll take my daughter. She's 18. So just up and took me. Wow. Grabbed some clothes, put it in a suitcase, and I left. I didn't take anything else. Now, one of the stories that Max had told me that got me, caught me completely off guard is you and your dad moved here and got an apartment together, correct? Yes. And then you literally came home one day and he was gone. I went to go pick him up from work and he was oh, gone. Gone. Because we shared a car. My job was kitty corner basically from his. So he was a mechanic. I worked at a, um Arizona Pet Hotel back in the day. And he was their mechanic. So he knew the mechanic. Uh, he knew the owner and back and forth. So when I needed a job, he told him, hey, my daughter's here. Can you hire her? So they did. And I worked there. So I would take him to work. I'd go to work. I got off early, I'd come home, rest up a little bit, and go pick him up, and then bring him home, and then we would just hang out at the house and make supper and, you know, hang out. So then one day I went to work, did my normal routine, went to go pick him up, and they're like, your dad don't work here no more. I go, what do you mean don't work here no more? I took him to work this morning. They're like, oh, he's been working on this truck, and he got it all going and put all his tools in it and left. So I'm like, where'd he go? And they're like, He left. I'm like, okay, but where did he go? So I went back home thinking maybe he took his truck home, and he wasn't there. So we didn't have a phone, and uh, there was A.J. Bayless at 27th and Bethany. So I would walk there with my jar of coins, and I called my grandma in Florida, his mother, and told her what happened. And she's like, all right, go back to the apartment, find out what you owe, what's due, and I'll send you money. I'm like, okay. So walk back to the apartment, go to the office, and they're like, oh, no, you are – have like rent due, rent's paid for three months. Um, I called the electric company at the office. They let me use their phone. They said, nope, you have like a $200 credit on the electric bill. So you're good with that. So I didn't have to do anything for like two, three months. So then I walked back to the AJ Bayless, called my grandma back. And of course, as you're calling with the payphone in the quarters, they're like, your time is limited. <laughs> Take you're getting ready back. to your You got two minutes. Please right. deposit another quarter. <laughs> so I'm like, hurry up, put more quarters in there. And my grandma said, well, okay, just go back and, you know, we'll figure this out. I'll write you a letter or whatever. Because, of course, we didn't have any social media. No No cell phone. No, <laughs> no internet. So I walked back and just did my routine, went to work, came home every day. And my dad did have one friend that lived here, and it, he introduced me to him. So I kind of think he knew what he was doing because he introduced me to his friend. Um, she had a husband and a son. And they kind of took my dad in when he moved to Arizona and went to holidays or whatever. So then they kind of took me in once they found out my dad was gone. And then that's who I hung out with for a couple months. And then my grandma, when I called her one day and says, oh, I have good news. Your mom and your brothers are coming because your brother's acting up. And I paid that for them to get to Arizona. So I was like, yay, I came to Arizona to get away from the brother. <laughs> now, now you're bringing him to me. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's how we all got here. And being that you've been through so much with your parents and your marriage and everything, do you want to date again someday? Is that a hope? Or? I don't know. That's what I said before. I don't know after my mom passes what I'm going to do. It's just I'm going to have to take one day at a time 
and I'll probably just worry about me. Initially, it's going to be Max gone wild. Yeah, it might be. She's going to be like feeling free for the first time in her entire life. And you, by all means, should be about you and Mm -hmm. be as selfish as you want to be. Because anybody who knows her knows Max goes out of her way to be there for her family, her friends, her daughter, her everybody. Max is a go-to person. If I know if I'm in trouble and I need help, if I call Max, she's going to be there. So I hope you do take that time to be as selfish as you want to be because you deserve it because you have literally been there for everybody always there for everyone absolutely all the time that's all i know (laughs) you've even been there for some friends who now are no longer friends because they you've done everything you can to help people and you know unfortunately situations happen but you've stuck it out until you can't help that person anymore most people wouldn't do that i don't know if i would have lasted as long as you have with some of the stuff i'm like (laughs) I was going to say, I kind of do. (laughs) Now, if you decide to get back out there, are you ready for this new dating scene with apps and... (laughs) Nope. Yeah, I'm going to say no. No, I I would say no, too. Because of my age, I'm a lot older. It's not like it was when you're younger that, you know, everybody was good looking and everybody, (laughs) you know, you you didn't have to choose so strategically, strategically. I know, I keep thinking about, I'm like, I'm not getting any younger or cuter. Like, <laughs> this is hard. Well, it's bad when you have to move from the regular dating apps to, like, sexy seniors. Right, there you sexy go. Sexy seniors, <laughs> there you go. Not there yet. <laughs> you know, I'm too old for Farmers.com at this point. I'm not out there going to help him plow any fields, so. <laughs> oh, he's not going to, he could plow a field, though. <laughs> go, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, a- I just, the dating world has changed so much in the time. I mean, just in the time from... When you got married to divorce, it had changed Mm -hmm. rapidly already. What do you think, Danielle, your daughter and best friend, if you start dating again, do you think she's going to be giving you advice? Do you think she's going to be like vetoing? Nope, mom, this not this guy, not this guy. She's going to try to control it. Or do you think she's just going to go with the flow? I think she'll go with the flow because she knows me well enough. If she sees something that she's like, whoa, no, don't do that. Because I have a really good gut feeling when it comes to people. And I don't think that'll be a problem. Plus, as you get older, you're pickier. Yeah, yeah. it's Definitely. not about love. Sometimes it's more about like companionship, friendship, money. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's not the same as it was back then. So it will be a little difficult, and I'm sure she'll put her two cents in if she yeah. feels something ain't right. Now, could you see yourself ever getting married again? No, that's negative. <laughs> right. That's I don't negative. know. I don't know. No, I don't. Coming right out of the divorce, I was like. Hell no, never again, not going to do it. As I've gotten further away from it, I'm like, well, I guess if I've met somebody and it meant a lot to them, I would think but about it. it's only it. paper. Exactly. That's where I'm at. It's like, It's paper. not like back in the day, marriage was like, oh, you got you know insurance and this and that. And now you don't, you don't have to be yeah. married to You still to get can that call stuff. your wife or husband. Yeah. Paper isn't going to change. Like, so your... what's, yeah, what's the point of it? Nope. I don't think, I, I know I wouldn't because. Although just... I would love to do like a. Vegas wedding, like with Elvis type of a thing, like just oh, a really fun. fun thing. So maybe like but not actually don't make do it the legal. Pe- yeah, yeah. Don't like, do- let's just go have a wedding and a, right. a big old party, but just don't sign the papers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can honestly say if things you know were to work out and we were to get divorced, I would definitely, I would never get married again. It's just plus I we've talked about that. I'm just very like in my space, like my stuff, want to be left alone kind of person at times. So I just. I don't, it's like you said, it's a piece of paper. It doesn't mean as much. Now, I do think that 
if you're with somebody for a couple of years, whatever they, you should be able to put them on your insurance without having to be married. Well, I think you can in a lot of places. Domestic partners, I don't uh, think so. Same no. sex. That's for same, yeah, same sex, sex only. Yeah, because oh, they weren't because marriage wasn't recognized. Not at my uh, most my job, it's domestic partners. It, oh, nice. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, they have a bunch of new new policies. Are really cool. I think that should be instituted everywhere, though. If you're with somebody for a couple of years or whatever, you should be able to put them on your insurance. Because what does it matter if you're married or you're not married? If you're still together, you know, you yeah. can get divorced just as well as you can break up. So I know it doesn't really make sense. But it's one of those antiquated things. The ideal relationship would be like what my grandma had. She lived in a condo, and across the alley was her BFF. And they would hang out together. They would eat lunch together. They'd go back and forth to each other's house. But when my grandma was done with you, and it was time for you to go, she'd say, go back across the alley. You need to go home. And (laughs) he would go home. But they were together for over 25 years. See and why? Why isn't that normal? Like why? Why do you have to live with somebody? You have to do this. You have. Why can't you live in your separate places and come together and hang out exactly. and spend weekends or they did a week everything together. together? Trips, special events, parties, whatever. They were always together. They were a couple, but when it came time to your space, my space, they each had their own. Well, I think that's awesome. For people who don't know about Arizona, we have a place called Sun City out here, which is a retirement community. I believe it'd be sixty-five or older to live there. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Oh, they live there. Okay, so or older to live there. There's a lot of people out there that when they lose their spouse or they are single or whatever, will not get married because they'll lose benefits, too. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, Social Security benefits, retirement benefits, things of that Spouses nature. Spouses' benefits. So they'll just live together, which I, and I, our dad always told us, too, you really should live with somebody and get to know them before you get married. That's the only way you truly get to know somebody. <laughs> yeah, because I can't imagine getting married to somebody and then moving in and living with them. I did it. Oh, I don't know how you did it. Cause, but look well, at where you are now. <laughs> look how well that worked out. <laughs> well, and even living with somebody, it uh, you know, you find out things that just annoy the living, and you have to be able to live with that. If you can't, you should not be married. You so should. let's normalize. Hey, we don't have to live together. Exactly. We can be in a full, committed relationship and still have our own homes. Well, just live close. Yeah, just live nearby. The problem is that there's still a stigma out there, though, because I have a friend who has been with her boyfriend. You have a friend? I do. <laughs> Besides Max. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But Leslie. <laughs> Leslie, Leslie. Who the she, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she's been with her boyfriend forever. She refers to him sometimes as her husband. I don't have an issue if they're married or they're not married. I don't care. That's her man. That's who she's with. She's happy. That's all that matters. But yet people will still be like, well, are you married? Are you not married? Why aren't you married? Why don't you guys get married? You've been together for so who cares? Why do you care? Does it affect you in any way? We get it being single. It's always, why are you still single? Yeah. Why? It's because I want to be. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm happy. Right? I don't need somebody else for my happiness. Well, I've always said I'd rather be miserable by myself than with somebody else. Right. So, I mean. I'm telling you, the worst feeling in the world is being in a relationship where you feel single. Like, mm-hmm. they, there's no connection. You can't go look for something else because you're in a committed relationship, but they've caused you to feel like you're completely alone and you feel like you're single, but you're not. It's That's a lonely feeling. Yeah, that would be the uh, worst. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. But thank you for sharing your your story with us today. Sure. I appreciate you guys having me on. And Well, and we always, you'll, hear more, you'll hear more from her because we'll have other topics that will come up that we'll want her, her to speak on and her opinion and 
what goes on in her life. So, but thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with everybody. Also, she'll be on a lot because she is now our third sister. She is. She truly is our sister. Family isn't always blood. And we've proven that. Yes. Always remember that just because somebody's blood doesn't make them family. and doesn't mean you have to put up with their bullshit either. Right. If somebody is gaslighting you or is a narcissist and is just causing you nothing but problems, I don't care if that's brother, sister, mother, father, cousin, cut them loose. Yeah, and if you have amazing people in your life who are always there for you, that's your family. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Relationship and Situationships with Wendy and Michelle. And remember, always embrace the glorious mess that you are.